the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming at you on 860AM, The Answer. And we are 860AMTheAnswer.com. By the way, I'm your international Dr. Bill, and you can reach me anywhere in the world at this time of the day on Sunday by logging into our website and clicking Listen Live. And there you got me. Well, we're getting close to the end of the election here, and it's looking tough for us, but I think that we're going to pull this one out, and I've got a real champion and cheerleader for our cause with us today. I've got Congressman Dennis Ross. Dennis, are you on the line, bud? Yes, sir. How are you doing, doctor? Good. It's so nice to have you. Thank uh, you. I was thrilled when I heard you were going to join me today. Now, let's, let's talk about you for a minute. You're representing the 15th District, as I understand? That encompasses pretty much uh, eastern uh, Hillsborough County, uh, northern Polk County, and southern Lake County. So it goes probably from five miles east of downtown Tampa to five miles west of uh, Walt Disney World, all along the I-4 corridor. Well, you know if it's a close election, it'll be decided by your districts. And, Absolutely. And it's along I- I-4, so we need you guys. So well, we're doing everything we can, Doc. Believe me, I, I got to tell you, I see a, a sentiment out there, a movement out there that in my 20 years of politics, both on the state and federal level, I've never seen before. Uh, the American people are craving real leadership, and it's not in Hillary Clinton. No, it's not, and uh, it's unfortunate, too, because these people have such a terrible track record. I mean, you, you have a president who was impeached and lost his law license for 10 years. Yeah. Because he perjured himself before a federal judge in a deposition. I mean, that, that, that's really unheard of. And it runs in the family. <laughs> uh, I think he learned a lot from his wife, uh, which is why I think Donald Trump is so appealing to people. I mean, you know, he may be rough around the edges, but he's successful and he believes in the greatness of America. And that's what the American people want to believe in. And they need somebody to lead them. And I think the, the momentum, as you started off the, the program today, I think the momentum is shifting. The American public are seeing they don't want to be ruled uh, by a protected class of politicians that, that Hillary Clinton represents, that they want to just be given the opportunity to succeed themselves and, and have a leader who understands what it's like to be great. You know, I, I, I hearkened back to this when I was a freshman in college at St. Louis University. Huh. At the time of the, uh, of the Vietnam War, you were a little wow. young to remember that. Uh, a group of left-wing activists came around, and they were some of the Chicago 8 guys that 
yeah. people don't remember anymore, but you probably know about. Yeah. But it's great. Uh, they had their anti-Vietnam War rap going. And I walked up to them afterwards, and I said, what more can we do? And they said to me, we don't care about the Vietnam War. We want to overthrow the government of the United States and have a socialist regime. And you know what? That's been the mantra for the yeah. past 40, 50 years, and people just don't understand that, which is unfortunate, but that is the mantra of the left. And as Karl Marx said, it doesn't matter what you do to get there. You know, the, the end justifies the means, and that's inherently against the Western philosophy and beliefs. And I, I just don't understand how we're getting pulled down this path so easily. I think the American people have been too trusting. I think that, that quite frankly, uh, you know, both parties have let the American people down. I, I, my Republican Party, uh, I think, has realized that. Uh, I'm very hopeful that, that we do all we can to coalesce behind Donald Trump as a party, because uh, I think that will push him over the top, and we can save this country. We know that Hillary Clinton wants to have open borders. You know, we know that she wants to have a global economy. Uh, we know that she doesn't have any concern for our judicial process. Uh, and, and quite frankly, yes, she will take us so far to the left that the Founding Fathers will have no idea of what this country has become. And that's unfortunate for the generations that will follow us. Absolutely. The great experiment will be lost. And, yes. and people don't understand that although we hear all this negativism about us from the world press or from our press saying this is how people view us in the world, almost anywhere you go in the world and travel, People love America. They like Americans. They respect us. They look up to us. I was in, I told this on a show a couple of weeks ago. Bill will remember this. I went in to get an inhaler because I ran out of my albuterol inhaler in Kiel, Germany. We were there this summer on a cruise, and we wanted to ride bicycles out to the, to the Kriegs Marine Monument and see the uh, submarine out there, the U-boat and all that. And so I went into the pharmacy, and I was talking to this pharmacist, and I told her I was a doctor, and I ran out of my medicine, and blah, 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 blah. And she said, hang on. She talked to someone else. They found the medicine. They agreed. And she said, I'll sell it to you on one condition. And I said, what's that, my dear? She said, if you promise not to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be the best thing that happens to their yeah. countries with Donald Trump as president. Yeah, uh, he's so interested, you know. It's amazing. It is, you know, but you know what? They, without us, they could not have us. I mean, we are, hey, apologize for that. I've got my guard dog barking. The Europeans, uh, the Asians, uh, they, all, they all understand how important we are. And, uh, you know, they don't want to upset uh, the stability that we have, and they're concerned that, you know, with, with, with Hillary, we, we could probably buy their stability. With, with Trump, they would earn our stability, and, and, and we have to let them earn it, as they always have. We're going to be there for them. Uh, we always will be. We're the, the world's policemen by default, and we will protect these countries, but it will be a shared protection. And, you know, their open borders are going to be more damaging to them than they are to us, but it will infiltrate us as we see what's happening with the Syrian refugees over there and coming over here. You know, our, our European partners, our um, uh, Asian partners need us, and they know that, but they're very concerned because of the unknown. Uh, and Donald Trump, I think, will bring that stability that we so desperately need and give us the strength that we've been wanting to have and these other countries have been wanting to have because our foreign policy has been so miserable. I agree with you. I think that the Democrats have done a terrible job uh, the past uh, few decades 
from the Clinton era through the Obama era. Uh, you know, it's really been a sad situation to see. And 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 the the bottom line is is that weakness, if it's projected to certain parts of the world, if we are seen as being weak, uh, that will invite more uh, yes. chaos, more war, more upset and riot and you, you know that people just don't understand that but if they read the history of world war ii they would know that the japanese because they saw our press and our our roaring 20s attitude they thought we were a weak nation yep. and that, that invited a uh, you know a tremendous holocaust and uh, if we don't if we don't look and portray ourselves as fair but strong then they will eat us alive unfortunate but we have the power we have the technology and we have the best trained military of men and women out there and we don't have to necessarily use them all we have to do is just have them available i agree with that you know i I was kidding around and uh somebody said what do you what would you do to end the north korean uh build up of nuclear arms and the chinese lack of interest in stopping it i said i'd put uh about a half dozen nuclear warhead on missiles put them on top of aircraft carriers and say we're giving them to Japan, and that would end the crisis right away. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure would, but, you know, I, that, I mean, I'm being facetious, but but let's be honest. If you are kind, uh, you might appear weak. If you're accepting, you might appear indifferent, and I think that we have to show people that we are kind and we are accepting, but we also have limitations, and this is what they are. Yeah, we don't tolerate everything, and, and freedom is the one thing that we have uh, every 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 will to make sure that we protect all across this uh, this world. And I think that we have to continue with our policy of trying to make the world safe for uh, our style of democracy, or at least the European style of democracy. And if we don't stand up and say, nope, you can't do that, because it's contrary to our fundamental beliefs as Westerners and as uh, children of democracies, uh, then we're, we're just going to sink further and further into this morass of a world uh, that is basically in chaos. Well put. We are sinking, unfortunately. So you, uh, I see you were at UF, and then you went to Auburn. Wow. Yes. And, and then Samford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then came back home and enjoyed, uh, I love being back home. I mean, my wife and I uh, are from this area, born and raised here. Um and, and wouldn't leave for anything. They, just good people here. I mean, it's it's a great environment. Uh, you know, I, I love the weather. It gets a little hot in August, but I love being home. It's a great place to raise a family. It, it really is. You grew up where in Lakeland? In Lakeland, yes, sir. So basically, you're you're in your home district. I mean, you're the home home. Oh, absolutely. I mean, home I just heard. grew up I'm, here. I'm curious how you you were with. Uh, uh, Walt Disney, Holland yep. and Knight, uh, the microcomputer industry. At and the earliest age of it, in the early 80s, when they were just getting started, and you had computer lands, and you had all types of little uh, computers out there, and we were trying to sell them to businesses, and then we got into the vertical marketing of doing pharmacies, and, and then we did uh, I did collection agencies, and then realized I had a chance to go to law school, which is something I always wanted to do, did that. Uh, Interesting time. Interesting. A lot of lot of fun. Disney was a great time when I was in house there because I didn't realize I had that many friends and relatives. And uh, <laughs> and then yeah, it's just, it's just been. I've been very blessed. Very very blessed. Yeah, and you you've had uh, a really uh, a broad swath of experience too. I'm I'm surprised. Most lawyers don't uh, 
have your background. They don't have. They have not seen as much as you have seen of both business and the world. Well, I wish my, I wish my profession was a little bit more civil and a little bit more respectful. I think the sanctity of the practice of law is is getting tarnished more and more. Unfortunately, I'm not big on the advertisements, and uh, it is also permeated into the political arena. As we see, it's becoming very vulgar and uh, uncivil and. You know, I, Doctor, I'm one who believes that we need to be teaching civics to our kids again uh, from, from first grade on so that they understand the process, that they understand what it takes to affect change in this country, uh, is involvement and engagement in a respectful civil fashion that our forefathers had left us, not in rioting and burning police cars and things of that nature. Well, I, I think you're right. Uh, of course, the, the law has always been a little bit rough, uh, the adversarial aspects of it. Oh, yeah invite that and you know i don't think this election is that much different than say the election of 1828 where andrew jackson you're right it's probably tame compared to that and john quincy were going at each other and uh, and what's surprising is what a uh, what a conservative upbringing john quincy had as opposed to the rough liberal upbringing of uh Andy Jackson, and it's 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 fascinating to see some of the similarities. I mean, we Trump's not uh, a real Andrew Jackson, but he, he has a lot of that personality of distrust of the inner circle, and, and rightfully so. And absolutely, uh, an outsider criticizing the in people, yep. and we need a shakeup. We need that from time. We to absolutely time. do. Let me tell you something, Doctor. I've looked under the hood. I've been in D.C. You know, we need a shakeup in our party. We need a shakeup in our country. We need to restore the trust of the American people, and, 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 and Donald Trump really gives us that opportunity. He will surround himself with very good people. Mike Pence is indic- indicative of that. Mike's a good friend. I served with Mike. Solid Christian, great family man, conservative. Uh, I, Donald Trump surrounds himself with winners, and, and that's the mark of a true leader. Yeah, and, you know, I've heard people say, well, he just inherited that from his father. I, I'm sure his father did okay, but... Um, from what I can see, he didn't inherit anything uh, huge. I mean, he got the business, which he moved over to Manhattan. And, uh, you know, he was called upon by the city to take on projects. They asked him to. It wasn't, And that's at a, at a time when they were democratically run. You're right. The 70s. And, and, you know, the guy finished the project, the first one they asked that he bid on, and they said, okay, do it. He finished it ahead of time. And, uh, you know, he, he removed an eyesore from the midtown area and if you if you know that area if you're old enough to have been there in the 60s and 70s when times square was just a bunch of junkies and and uh, gawkers and policemen walking around trash everywhere that's back in my hippie days so you know you <laughs> the statute of limitation is over <laughs> it's expired but you know and then you go there now i mean that area is one of the nicest areas of a big city to go visit of any big city I've been in. I've been in big cities across Europe, uh, the United States, Mexico City, Canada, been to South Korea, and it's just a wonderful place, and he has been integral in making that happen, which uh, I'm sorry he hasn't, or somebody hasn't, uh, pumped that out more. I just really, I'm in, I'm, I am in awe of him. I'm, I have a lot of admiration for the man. Uh, I don't listen to his speeches because, you know, he, he's, uh, he's a little bit of a show-off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, but you know, if you go to his website and you read his uh, promises to America, I mean, he's got good ideas. The guy is, is on track with most of what I believe. Hey, I, I wasn't with him when he first came out of the block, but I learned to uh, appreciate the fact that we have a system in place that says the person with the most, vote, most votes is our nominee. He has the most votes in history throughout the, the primary process. I support him. I support um, uh, you know what, his ideas for America that empower us instead of getting government in the way. Uh, I'm very hopeful, very, very hopeful, and I see the change happening in Florida. The momentum's in his favor. We've got a long way to go, though. Yeah, we do, but uh, we can we can do. I mean, uh, look at the Brexit vote. It was supposedly yeah. 10 points uh, two weeks before. Uh, now, the only thing that, that I question is this uh, early polling, the, uh, the, the early voting polls. Uh, I'm not quite sure how they come about that. I haven't been able to yeah. research it. It's Actually, it's at the University of Florida. A lot of this is being done. So... Uh, I, I don't know, but if you, if you look at the Pew research, it says that you really can't say anything about the outcome of the elections until about a week before. Then the polls have to be done very scientifically. And, you know, like you, I was not a big fan of Trump's until I started looking at all the candidates, both the Democrats and the Republicans in the primaries, and I presented shows on all of them. And I ended up saying, you know what? This is the most honest guy out there. This is oh, the I one agree. who really has, uh, you know, good credits. He's done something with his life. He knows how to run a business. He's made his own money, and he's not—he's not off. You know, he's not sucking off the uh, government teat. Right. And uh, that's what I want. I mean, me too. Me too. And I want it to be an example of how we can achieve, you know, as individuals in this country, that you can come from nearly nothing and be very successful. It's what our government allows, as long as they stay out of the way. <laughs> That's right, and, and and I agree with him that we have to have more manufacturing jobs back home. And people say, "Well, are we bankrupt?" No, we're not bankrupt. Like any business, you have to have debits and credits equal at the end of the year. And we're buying a lot from the world, but what we're selling them is our money. And that would be okay if it took a couple of million people to make money. But if you've ever been to the U.S. Mint. There's only about five or ten guys down on the floor, and there's hundreds of millions of dollars there. You're right. You're right. This is, this is not a, a business that creates jobs. You know, we, need, no. we need to balance it a little bit more. Yes, we do. And we need to incentivize these companies to return to the United States. They want to be here. They don't want to be overseas. They don't want to be other places. We have the best environment for, for business to grow. We have great natural resources. The best resource we have are the human resources, which are the people. Who, who desperately need the opportunities to grow in good employment. Trump realizes that, and we can, we as a nation can regain that. I agree, and I, my sisters who are all liberals, you know, they want to tax the corporations to death. And I try and tell them, I say, look, if you tax these people too much, they'll either go out of business or they'll leave the country. Isn't that amazing? That's just it's fundamental not, logic. It's, I mean, it's, it's but, but it, it, you were raised Catholic, so you probably... Yeah know some of the mantra that we went through when we were kids in grade school. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, we were taught that money was a bad thing. It's neither good nor evil, Congressman. It's just another tool. Yep. In that respect, we have to consider it and approach it with the uh, same business mind we would approach buying blue jeans at, at uh, Walmart or Sam's Club. I mean, it just, if we don't, then we're going to be lost. I, I, well put. Well put. 
I think that uh, we need to get this message out even more. And, and when you say 15% top corporate tax rate, well, the reason that Trump chose this, and I understand it completely, is because in Ireland the top tax rate for corporations is 12 or 13%. So for that extra 3%, you're going to get the protection of the United States and the United States legal system. Uh, and that in and of itself is worth a lot more than the three points more that they would have to pay. And I agree with you. I think a lot of these companies would come back, and a lot of companies that are considering leaving would stay. And it's still happening even today. I forget what big company I saw. They, I think it was Ford. They've moved some more jobs in production to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, their corporation... And we are forcing them there. We've got the highest corporate income tax at 35%. We've got $3 trillion of American profit sitting overseas that if we were to just reduce our tax rate, we have to do it soon, to 20%. Imagine $3 trillion going back into the economy, 20% of that going into the U.S. Treasury to make our government friends all happy, but the rest of that coming back into the economy to be reinvested into, into personnel, into uh, equipment, into expansion, into new jobs. That's where tax policy drives our economy. You drive our economy, you get growth back up to 3 to 4% annually. Our tax problems go away. Our deficit and debt problems go away. But why the left thinks that they can tax the most successful and bring us out of this terrible, dark economic uh, uh, world we live in is beyond any logic and reason that I can understand. Well, part of it is that most people alive or most people that are voting today, they don't really remember the 60s and 70s when right. Lyndon Johnson and the Great Society, uh, yeah. the income tax was like 70, 80, 90 percent, which was one of the things that Ronald Reagan uh, was railing against. And, and the problem was is that we went into what was called stagflation in the 1970s. And, yes, and we did. The, the government didn't know what to do. Uh, President Nixon froze wages and, and prices. Price which control. Didn't yeah, work. Didn't work, no. You know, the only thing that works is is a free economy with some oversight from the government. Make sure that the little guy's not getting stepped on by the big guy. Absolutely. But uh, you cannot tax your, your, your way out of debt. You can't do it. I mean, you can't do it because the very thing you're going to pay off the debt with <laughs> is going to be gone. You know, right. people won't work. And as you point out, the government produces nothing. They just take and so if they're going to keep taking, the givers are going to leave, and there will be nothing left to take from the American people. And it's, uh, I don't know, I have a very hard time trying to deal with some of my liberal friends who think that success should be villainized and punished and taxed. Uh, just, they, they, they have lost, uh, I think, all sense of understanding of how this country became so great. Uh, I think so. And, you know, I was talking with Alan Hayes last week. Uh, yeah, great guy. He, yeah, nice guy. What a great guy he was. And he said, he said, Bill, you wouldn't believe the attitude of some of the legislators behind closed doors. They act as if the money is theirs and they can do what they want with it, and they don't care where it came from, and they don't feel that they have any responsibility to yeah. those of us who are actually earning the money and paying the taxes. He's right. And this this is something that I think Trump would stand up against. And I really think that we need people in both the House and the Senate as well as in the White House. I don't care what party they're from who say, wait a minute, this isn't our money. We're spending other people's money. Yes. 
we need to do it in a way that is in concert with their beliefs and their wants and their needs and not what we want or what we need. And I think a lot of people who get into power, they have that sense of entitlement. And I see it in medicine, too. You know, the guys that are most successful, the biggest admitters oh, yeah. to the hospital and all that, they think that they can walk around and, and have sway over everybody else, regardless of how it affects them. But eventually it comes back and bites them because they need referrals just like everybody else. They need votes. Yep. It's the same in any profession, in any business. It is. It's amazing. And there comes Power a point does. where it's going to melt down and we'll be back in the 1970s stagflation. And I, I didn't believe that this past recession was as bad as the one in 72. It went longer, that's for sure. But I tell you what. I didn't see anybody starving on the streets during this last recession. In You're, right. You're right. There weren't any soup lines, were there? And there were in the, in the 70s. There were a lot of skinny people around. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah interest rates were 16 and 18 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, what do we need this for? We don't need this. We better than this. I mean, come on, guys. We need to get people out voting. By the way, did you know that there's a, a website? If you just type in uh, early voting places into your computer, into your browser, it'll pop up, and there's a, a little box, and you can put in your address and your city and your zip code and all that, and it'll tell you exactly where to go to vote if your state has early voting. So I think that's important that we get that out, Congressman, that uh, people can get out now, and they can vote, and let's do it. I agree. I agree 100%. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to share my thoughts with you, and, and you've, you've motivated me even more, Doctor. Well, I'm glad to hear that, and I was, I was just thrilled to have you on the show. So keep that up, my friend, and Likewise. jump in your car, get a bus, drive up and down I-4 with a big <laughs> sign. We'll do our part. All right, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. So that was Congressman Dennis Ross from the, I believe, the 23rd, 5th, 23rd District, what did I say? At any rate, 15th Congressional District, which is uh, a big chunk of uh, Hillsborough and all of Polk County, goes from, well, I guess basically from Tampa, although almost all the way to Disney World. So uh, that's, a, that's a big swath, and this is a very important quarter, and we want to pump it out, and we want everybody to be involved. And, again, you can get out and do that early voting, if you're so inclined, and you don't have to stand in the lines that way. And, and I would encourage everybody to ask friends and neighbors if they need a ride uh, or if they need any help getting to early polling. We have a lot of older people in, in our area here in Tampa Bay, and we want everybody to have that opportunity to voice their opinion. So look around. If there's anything you can do for friends or neighbors, do it. And if not, go vote yourself. That way you don't have to stand in the line uh, all day on election day, I'm hoping there's going to be a huge turnout. And uh, Bill and I were talking about this before the show, the large crowds and the number of votes, as uh, Congressman Dennis pointed out, that have been registered for, for Trump, the most of any primary in Republican history. So I think that bodes well, and and it's just so important that we get everybody out and get them to the polls. By the way, again, you can go to the website, and if you just Google in early voting places, it'll pop up, and you can enter your address, and you can find out where you can go and vote early. I think it's a good thing. 
I think it's a real good thing. Bill, what do you think? Are you going to stick with your go vote the day of the of the election, old fashioned? Yeah, I mean, do it, man. Just do it. You, you, it's in in Pinellas County. It's all of the uh, county clerk of court offices and satellite offices. So it's pretty easy to do. They're located all over the place. Downtown St. Pete. There's one out by the uh, by the mall on 66th Street, Tyrone Mall. Up in Clearwater, there's a couple of satellite offices scattered throughout North County. And you're over in where? Well, I'm over in South Tampa, and, and, and maybe it's just a personal feeling that doesn't necessarily make any rational sense, but I always thought that easy isn't necessarily a good thing that's, that's so important. Well, that, I've, seen, that's, I've seen so many people, you know, when, when Iraq you know, did their first parliamentary elections, and then these women that are dodging gunfire to get to the polls, and they have their, their, their fingers dipped in the purple... I just sit there, and Mike. If it's if it's that important, it should be made so easy that anyone can do. It. I don't I don't know where that comes from, but that's just kind of how I felt. Well, I agree with that, and I don't think that we should confuse uh, early voting with uh, liberalized voting, especially in Florida, because the courts upheld uh, the challenge. Uh, you you should have to present some ID. I mean, it's, this is craziness. If you don't present any idea and you're not not marked off of the of the list, well, you could come back and vote a couple more dozen times, which, by the way, I tried, and it just didn't work, Bill. <laughs> they, they recognized me right away. I think yeah, you should come back with a trick nose and glasses or something. Give it an effort. <laughs> oh, look, it's Groucho Marx. <laughs> so I, I think that it's a good thing in that respect because it, it gives those who are reticent to stand in the lines an opportunity to to be heard early uh, or at least be heard and and do it in a manner that doesn't subject them to the to the long lines of the polling places on on voting day that's what the tuesday the first tuesday in november as i recall yep all right so we need everybody to get out and whether you like the personal style of donald trump or not Look at the platform. Look at the program. Look at what the man stands for. You know, we're not Democrats. We're not looking for a demagogue. If we get a great guy like, like uh, Governor, or like President Reagan, then more power along with the platform that we want. But I mean, if we get a guy like John Quincy Adams, who was a little bit of a, a strange lad, he grew up in in the courts of Europe while the American Revolution was going on, but he turned out to be a tremendous uh, uh, legislator, uh, ambassador, and uh, a good president who was maligned, as his father was. So I, I think that we can better serve ourselves in our country by looking at the platform. So look at what Mr. Trump is representing and use that as your, as your compass for how to vote. Don't look at the man. Don't look at what's being said by either party about the other. Just look at the platform. Look at the politics of the situation and make your decision based on those uh, ideas and ideals. And with that, I'm going to grab a cup of Joe, and I'll be right back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD.
With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The 14th century cathedral in the ancient Italian city of Norcia has been felled by a powerful earthquake in the central and southern Italian region, along with other buildings weakened by an August quake. Injuries have been reported, but no deaths. Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is accusing Republican Donald Trump of trying to mislead and confuse voters with the latest email investigation as an issue. Trump says the email scandal is the biggest political one since Watergate. A federal appeals court may reconsider a ruling where a panel of its judges decided not to block a new Arizona law, making it a felony to collect ready ballots from voters. The judge on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has requested a full court vote. And the State Department says security concerns are behind an order to family members of employees posted to the U.S. consulate in Istanbul to get out. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free Free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart, your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial one 800 880-5745. That's 1-800-880-5745. 1-800-880-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-880-5745. If you have a damaged windshield, keep your family safe with a premium quality replacement and a lifetime warranty from Autoglass America. If you have comprehensive insurance, we'll buy back your old windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot. Come to you with free mobile service and install a new premium quality windshield all at no cost to you. Be safe. Call today for fast claims processing. Remember, we turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Warm today with sun and some clouds, a high of 87. Clear to partly cloudy skies for tonight, low 67. For tomorrow and Tuesday, warm with brilliant sunshine and highs of 87. Wednesday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine with a high of 86. Delightful on Thursday with more sun than clouds and a high of 84 degrees. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Ashley Benoit for AM860, The Answer. I've been wondering. 
And I'm back. This is Dr. Padone, Radio MD. We were lucky to have Congressman Dennis Ross on with us for the first part of the show. And uh, an interesting guy, very articulate, well-spoken. I was very pleased and grateful that he had time to speak with us. And, again, that I-4 quarter is going to be very important. I was talking earlier about early voting locations. And, again, this is for everybody across the United States and for those of you who are outside of the country but citizens and able to vote so you can tell your family and friends back home. If you type into your browser early voting locations, a box will pop up. It's got a blue bar on the top, 2016 election, where to vote. And it says enter the complete street address of where you're registered to find out where you can vote and vote early. So do that if you can and avoid some of the hassles if you want to. There are a lot of people who feel that it's necessary to go on the day of, of the official voting. Uh, as Bill pointed out, it, it gives a little bit more gravity to it and has it feel as if it's a little bit harder and not just a, a task that you can do sitting at your desk. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. And either way, if you want to vote early or if you have some problems in medical or physical and you don't want to stand in a line, Google that in wherever you are within the sound of my voice or within the sound of my computer and find out where you can go early and vote. It'll give you just about anywhere in the country as long as that state has early voting. Well, coming back to some of the concerns that I have, uh, the, the new brouhaha that has come up over Hillary's emails and I guess uh, Wiener, Weiner, Weiner, how do you pronounce that, Bill? I don't know how he pronounces it. I think it's Weiner, isn't it? He's the Weiner or Weiner, you know, the Congress. Weiner. He's the congressman from New York who uh, has been entangled with the Clintons, and he was accused of having a, a sexting, texting relationship with an underage girl. And he resigned, as I recall. His wife divorced him. I guess that was the final insult. You know, privately she probably took it for decades, and then publicly finally she said, you know what, I'm not going to be made a fool of. And so now we're finding out more because of the FBI's uh, review of his emails. And there are thousands and thousands of emails that they have gone through. It's, it's unbelievable, 25,000, 30,000 emails so far. A great amount of time and effort. I'm sure, went into this. They probably had to write specific programs to look for certain words and phrases and be able to pull up these emails and take a closer look at them based upon uh, triggers that came about. And, of course, that's going to trigger at least 10%. So you're talking about two or 3,000 emails, and a lot of people have to go through those. And, of course, you have to screen the people going through those because they may have a bias. They may be Democrats or Republicans who are... Uh, very uh, um, very adamant about their party's position. So then it has to be rechecked. Uh, it's, it's a big, long process, especially when you're dealing with something that has uh, criminal legal ramifications because when you go into court, 
you have to be able to show that the evidence was obtained in an unbiased way, that it was not tampered with, uh, that it was treated with the same scrutiny as evidence that was not relevant. And so it, it really is a big deal, and it ties up a lot of time and effort. And I think that the director of the FBI is and has been under pressure for caving into the Clintons on this. And there's been ex parte communication. Ex parte means that, uh, that you have gone to the judge and you have said to the judge, outside of the normal court proceedings for your side, for your person that you're defending, uh, certain things that would sway the judge one way or another to find your man or your woman innocent or guilty. And so the kind of conversations that occur between a candidate's husband and the Secretary of State or the, uh, the Attorney General's office or the FBI director, I mean, these are all way out of bounds, way out of bounds. And unfortunately, it just did not outrage the American public as it would have 30 or 40 years ago. Times have changed, and I'm not sure that it's all been for the better. But at any rate, we see a tremendous amount of effort going into this. And one of the guys in the hospital said, well, do you think this is uh, political? Do you think this is driven by anything? Do you think that the director of the FBI is afraid? Well, I think he's afraid of the Clintons. <laughs> you know, and when I saw him testify before Congress, he basically said, what, what could I do? I mean, you don't want the Clintons on your case. I mean that 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 could be life threatening, and and in that respect, it's it's uh, it's a daunting task to go before Congress and be completely frank and try and remain objective when you've got former President Bill Clinton bending your ear and saying you need to do this or you need to do that. So it, it's a it's a tough spot. Now, exactly what laws did she break if she broke any? Well, the, uh, from what I can ascertain, the State Department rules are fairly specific about the use of your personal computer, as is the case in most of the uh, big businesses that I, I'm involved with, whether they're hospitals or Medicare or sm even small businesses like mine. There's no usage, at least as, as, as well as I can I can uh, police it by my employees of our computer system for anything other than business, and it's a very uh, it's it's a very specific reason. It's to protect information and data. I mean, my job in part as a physician under our current laws, under the HIPAA laws, which uh, protect privacy, say that I have to provide a certain level of security on my internet system on my computer system in the office so that you, the patient, will not have your information distributed, compromised, uh, your social security number stolen, your name, your date of birth. I mean, there's a lot of sensitive information that goes into even a small business like mine where I have two or 3,000 patients. And if somebody got a hold of that, it could be devastating for certain individuals. Now, having said that, I think that we need to 
inject a little um, reasonableness into it as well. Nevertheless, if you go to a bank, and I know because I just refinanced uh, the office building and we're trying to refinance the, the home loan as well, if you go to the bank, they cannot even accept my financial data that I have to present to them when I refinance. They want to see all of your accounts. They want to see your profit and loss. They want to see your balance sheet for the business. Uh, your rent roll, all those kinds of things that go into a small business like mine. They want to see all that. And if I bring them a thumb drive and say, here it is, they cannot take that thumb drive and stick it into one of the computers that is the possession of the bank. Very simply, it, it could introduce a virus. It could be a Trojan horse that can open a back door so people can hack into their system. And by the way, most hacking doesn't occur from outside. It occurs from inside the system, from employees who open the door for someone else to come in and steal data or do it themselves. And there's a real misconception that there is some guy sitting over in, in Russia who's hacking away trying to break into computers here in the United States. It doesn't happen that way. It happens this way. He contacts a buddy over here, a computer friend, and that guy has no loyalty to his country or his corporation or his bank or whatever. And he says, yeah, man, I'm in on that. Give me a piece of the cash. And so he opens a door because he's a programmer and he knows how to do it to a friend of his in Europe who then can get in and take what they want. And then the bank says, well, we've been hacked. Yes and no. If you consider hacking something that happens from inside, then yes. If you consider it uh, something that only happens from the outside, then no, you haven't been hacked. You've been uh, betrayed by one of your own. And I think this is the problem that, that we're struggling with with Hillary and her email uh, fiasco is intentional or not, <clears throat> with foreknowledge or without foreknowledge, or with just uh, you know a, a malignant indifference to how you and I are affected by her actions, she has opened the door for other people to come in and hack. She has given away state secrets. I mean, when the when the premier of Russia says, "Oh, we got all that already. We already know about that," you got to scratch your head and and. Believe me, I, I don't have any qualms about doing business with the Russians. I don't have any um, malicious feelings about them. Uh, they're a big country, and I think we need to get along. But I'm also not naive. And the Russians have for centuries now tried to lord over Europe and Asia. I mean, let's face it, half their country is in Asia uh, of course, they, they're having a little trouble with the uh, Chinese. Uh, there's over a billion of them, and I think there's about 185 to 200 million Russians now. So it's a little bit upside down. But we, we have to treat any big country with the kind of potential for armaments, for producing oil, for mining gold. And by the way, they have some of the largest gold reserves in the world. They have so much untapped natural so many untapped natural resources that they are truly a powerful country, 
even if they are not at our level militarily. But we don't want anybody to start an arms race. However, we do have to be cognizant of who we're dealing with and the kinds of information that we let go that could fall into their hands and could affect our foreign policy and also the fate of people around the world. I mean, let's face it. If you know what we plan in Syria and in Iraq, well, you can certainly set up a counter to that. And we're at odds with the Russians in Syria. We're not in agreement. We don't want to see Assad stay in power. They do. We're at odds with the Turks. And the Turks are a member of NATO. They're part of our our protection gang, our North American Treaty Organization, which pools military resources to deal with problems within our sphere of influence in our realm. And now Erdogan, the prime minister, the president of Turkey, has teamed up with the Russians, and they are launching offensives, which are counter to some of our offensives in Syria. So not only does it interfere with our diplomatic policy and our long-term uh, strategic planning, it also puts American men and women in harm's way. They can get killed. They can be killed by this, uh, this, this lack of respect for the, uh, the confidentiality of our information. And using your own system is strictly against State Department rules and regs. It's strictly against Dr. Bill's rules and regs at his office. It's strictly against my bank's rules and regs. It's strictly against almost any big company that I have dealt with. We have to have secure servers and websites. We have to have our information segregated away from the general public. And that's the way it is. You know, and the, the woman had no respect for that. What will she be like when she has absolute power over the executive branch? I mean, these are questions that we have to ask ourselves. You know, again, one of the nurses at the hospital said to me, I can't bring myself to vote for Hillary, but I can't stand Donald Trump. I said, well, why? And she talked about the, the sexual remarks and all that. And I said, well, you know, Brad and I act that way in front of you here at the hospital. And you, you know, I mean, you're not reporting us. You're not refusing to work with us. And she said, well, that's true. I said, well, you know, what choice do you have in the matter? I mean, I personally like Trump, but I can understand why a lot of women would say, you know what, this guy is just not my kind of guy. However, we're not voting for a boyfriend. <laughs> we're voting for a president. So we need to get our butts out there and do what has to be done. I think a lot of guys feel positive about Trump, and I think that a lot of the gals feel positive about Hillary because she's a woman. And that's legitimate to say, uh, well, we've never had a woman president. I'd like to see a woman president. I think we all would, but let's, let's get somebody in there like Margaret Thatcher. Let's get somebody who has conservative ideals and free market ideals and uh, believes in protecting the, the country first. I mean, it's great to be an internationalist, but how do you make this work? I mean, there's such inequities in parts of the world. I mean, there's a much lower wage scale in Mexico and much lower standard of living, and we tried the NAFTA, and it really hasn't made a big impact 
in Mexico. And one of the ideas was for the United States and Canada to help the Mexicans get up to our level, both in terms of standard of living as well as in wage and prices. And it's not happened. It hasn't worked. And it's been, what, almost 20 years now? I think it was the late 90s that it was the middle 90s that it was passed. I can't remember the exact date, Bill, but uh, it's getting close to 20 years of this, and we haven't seen any any huge movement. You can say, well, these things take 50 to 100 years. That's true, but in the meantime, are we going to be bankrupted? Are we going to have people unemployed and upset and uh, demanding public assistance? And where is it going to come from? Who's going to fund all of this? As my son said, what do you think of Bernie Sanders? I said, Zeke, you're a business major. You tell me, where are we going to get the money to give everybody a free education? Where are we going to get the money? Where's it going to come from? You think the professors at the universities are going to say, oh, you can you know, cut my wages in half? I don't think so. That ain't going to happen. Do you think the women in the, in the cafeteria at the universities and colleges are going to say, oh, we'll work for free? Because these kids need to eat, and we need to make it free for them. They're not going to do that. So there's a, a lot more to it than just, well, I don't trust him or I don't trust her. I mean, we have to look at the facts. The facts are very simple. There's been a disregard for we, the people, by the Clintons over the past several decades. As I told one call in a few weeks ago when he said Hillary doesn't care about us bag as a basket of deplorables. I said, Hillary doesn't care about anybody. You know, she cares about power and money. And Trump, yeah, he cares about money. Obviously the guys have made a billion dollars. I don't have a problem with that. But it's up front and open and we know it. We got a tough chore ahead of us the next ten days so let's get our work boots on and and uh, our gloves and, and let's start doing it we got to get behind this guy uh, i think that the republican hierarchy has finally realized that perhaps a little bit late but better late than never right bill i mean we, we want to get in there and get it done so it's it's a it's a tough spot for us right now if the clintons get in and they have a Democratic House and Senate, uh, we're, we're going to be in deep doo-doo after they leave because, as a general rule, the, the business cycles and the economic cycles are not always in phase with who's in power. And they can certainly, the government can make it better or worse. And I fear the worst if the Clintons get in. You say, well, there's more to life than money. Yeah, there is. But without money... You ain't going to have a life. That's just the, the bare facts. Money is the blood of an economy. Money is the tool. It's the most malleable tool. It can be hammered or shaped into anything you want, from a vacation to a house to a computer to an education. And there just are no other tools that are that malleable, no other mass of, of, of substance that can be shaped into so many different things and we we got to have money. I mean, without it, we got nothing. Nada. Well, it was great having the congressman on. I thank him again. Bill, you've been a real sport putting up with me today. I know I've been 
rambling on here. And I am Dr. Bill, and I'm at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Petersburg, Florida. And we are accepting new patients. Love you guys. See you next week. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio D. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm back. Back for the fastest hour in radio, that is. Jeffrey Burchard at your service. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.